God bless you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and thank you everyone for taking this time to be with God and to be with us and we're very happy for all the things that God is working, planning, organizing and arranging. And Romans 8.14 says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And it just brings me back to our wonderful Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ who was led by the Spirit of God. He'd done everything the Father put in his heart. You know, even he said the traditions of man maketh none effect the power of God. You know, words that were not from God, words that people or the Pharisees or religious leaders of their day you know, would use to enslave people rather than set people free. And so it says in the scriptures that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now we're born again, we've got this wonderful freedom, we've got this wonderful direct access to God, and God would have us move with him, listening to him in lifetime. And God is the one that enlightens our eyes. He's the one that gives us the spiritual wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is the one that will open up the scriptures to us and show us the depths and the truth and the length and the breadth of the height of his word. And see, we haven't been called to organizations. We haven't been called to ministries. We've been called to the one body of Christ. No, we are the body of Christ, the church of the living God. Every believer belongs to the body of Christ, the church of the living God. Man's ways will get us segregated and separate. So we're divided. And if a house is divided, it can't stand. So God is doing an amazing work in everyone's heart all around the world, enlightening people's eyes with this simple truth. And Jesus says, you know, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Because once your eyes are enlightened, once you know, you can never be put into bondage again in that era of your life of understanding. And listen, God is just such an amazing God. He's very faithful. And he loves you so deeply. He wants all of this, everyone on here, to be very successful. He's called us to a prosperous life, a, uh, a successful life. He wants each of us to have a successful journey through life. And it's when we listen to the Father, when we listen to the right heavenly words, then our feet are directed. God orders our steps and makes our feet like hinds feet. He sets us upon our high places in this world. Because spiritually, you're already seated at the right-hand side of God in the heavenlies. Okay, you've got that direct access right to the throne, right to God, right next to God. He's put you at his right-hand side where there's strength, where there's direction, where there's vision, where there's heavenly direction and words. And everything that Jesus Christ accomplished is done. So healing, health, power, deliverance, Success is already done. Jesus became poor so we could become rich in every single area of life and living. And that's in the spiritual. It's done. It's complete. You are complete in Christ. God never left anything undone. And so to bring these spiritual realities into the physical, we need to be led by God. And Jesus Christ demonstrates this. He brought the kingdom of God here upon earth. Through him, he showed the heart of the Father, his love. And he directed people to go to God. He didn't direct people to pray to him. He didn't direct people to go to him. He encouraged people to follow the ones with desire. But he connected to people to God. So we now have this word and ministry of reconciliation where we reconcile people back to God. Not to us, 
not to our ministry, not to our organization or our good ideas. God will direct each person to where he knows that they're going to be fed properly, encouraged properly, and they're going to be built up and they're going to be strengthened. Our ministry is a ministry of edification, not destruction. So God builds you from the bottom and as you're humble in your heart, and God can give you a humble heart to receive these words. And as you receive these words and then go to God with them and then put them to action, then you start to see your life change very quickly because God will start to enlighten you. God can't work with someone that thinks they know it all because they know his scriptures. Their scriptures, they're given by inspiration of God, but God is still giving inspiration today. So he wants all of us to move with his inspiration. When we move with the inspiration of God, then signs, miracles, and wonders will follow. People that are sat in darkness will come to light. You know, it says in Acts ten thirty eight how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. God was working in him. God was navigating him. Jesus Christ was in complete obedience to the Father. He wanted to please the Father. He says, my business is to do my Father's business. Me, I say the same. My business is to do my Father's business. And as I continue to walk, despite the different directions and diversions and hills and valleys and peaks, God is, if we stay with God, here gets to the place we need to be. And it's not about the ending. It's about the journey with God. It's about building that wonderful relationship with Him, hearing His voice, knowing when he's speaking, knowing when he's directing you, knowing what he's doing. He'll give us a sum and substance of what he's going to do. We might not get the full picture from God, but he'll put a vision in your heart. He'll put a dream in your heart. He'll put the desires in your heart. See, these desires that I was talking about in the very beginning come from God, and it comes through this encouragement. So we can either move with tradition and be limited in what we do, we might see people saved, but we still got many sick people or many poor people. But when we receive heavenly words and God's direction, like in the wilderness, God led Moses. And God told Moses what to do. God provided the manna. He provided the water. He made sure their feet didn't swell, their clothes didn't wear out. They were well taken care of. God's not a child, child abuser. He's a loving heavenly father. And so when everyone was happy, you know, everything was going smoothly, people complained, different things happened, and God led them around in the wilderness for 40 years to see what was in their heart. He knew what was in their heart, but they needed to see what was in their heart. You know, and God has given you the power to get wealth, and that's his wisdom, his knowledge, and his joy. And when we receive this wonderful instruction that has been given now, here today, when, if you receive my words gladly, as the words of God and not as the words of men and you go to God with these words and then you ask God to show you and to help you and to enlighten you and to give you understanding he will do this for you God says ask and you shall receive seeking you shall find knocking the door shall be opened unto you God says here do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think see God doesn't want his church in a position to be beggars he wants us to be givers. And when we are walking with God's way and practice in his way, then we won't have to ask anyone for anything. 
I want to share with you, in 2005, God told me to give up my work. I had a nice little window cleaning job, bringing in good money. But I knew that God wanted me to be free so that he could teach me and lead me and to do his work. And from the time I gave up that work, God showed me the day also. Now today you don't go back to work. Now you're working for me. And he's taking care of me from that time, all through the peaks and the valleys. And there's lots of people that want to see you fail. Lots of people that want to see you not be successful. <laughs> but when God's ordained something, when God begins something, it will be finished. And God will make sure that his plan and purposes for your life and your direction in your life will be fulfilled. And he'll make you the head and not the tail in every situation. All we have to do is stay with God. All we've got to keep a humble hunger for him and what he wants us to do. And he certainly navigates, arranges things. God will bring people into your life that can help and bless and encourage to the point that you're walking and that you're strong. But see, if you really want to have money, you don't have to tell people, oh, we're poor, we're struggling. You go to God. He is the source of all your supply. God says, I shall supply all your need according to my glorious riches by Christ Jesus. When we go to God, we need to know who the source is. The source isn't your work. The source isn't your government. The source isn't another ministry or another man or another woman. The source is God. He says, I am the source of all your supply. You come to me. I give you bread to eat and I give you seed to sow. So God or everyone on here, God has always meet, met your basic need to live. Food, clothes, sustenance. But he's also given people seed to sow even if it's little, even if you begin small. When you start this practice of doing what God says and what he shows us, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, when you start to honour him from your heart, it's showing your faith and trust and confidence in him. God says, I give you bread for your food and seed to sow. And God says, here, multiply your seed sown, increase the fruits of your righteousness, and it calls all grace to abound towards you and calls you to abound to every good work. See, there's a law that God set up, not the law of Moses, but the law of seed time and harvest, a law of giving and receiving. A farmer that holds on to his seed is not very wise. A farmer that has seed will sow his seed. He doesn't see a return immediately, but he knows he's going to get a harvest. So faithfully he plough his ground, he prepare that ground to receive the seed. Prepare your hearts to sow your seed. When you do that, then God can bless you. He can take you from poverty to prosperity. This is the power to get wealth. This is the power that God says, I've given you power to get wealth. Like he said to the guys in Deuteronomy chapter 8. So I've given you power to get wealth. And so the power is the wisdom, is the knowledge, what to do and when to do it and so God wants to direct you he wants you to trust him with all your heart he says don't lean to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge me so we're not here to give money out to people to help them but we're here to give them the best better than that what we give you is the wisdom of God which is now if you have a need God has given you seed to sow now you sow that seed and you do it with trust and confidence and faith that God will do his part. God says, I'm not a man that I should lie, neither the son of man that I should repent. Have I not said it? 
shall it not be made good see God will make good on his word and when we meet that when we meet those simple conditions to okay God you said this I trust you with all my heart I'm going to do this and when you do that man God changes your finances he causes great things to happen great doors to open so that's the era of finances so the guys that have need with finances right now if you hold your seed if you withhold it you're not going to get anything if you eat your seed in other words waste your money you know God's giving you seed to sow but you think no I'm going to go and do this and, I'm, and I tell you all these things because I've done it I've been there I was not good with money many years ago until God showed me that look I've made you a steward and if you make money your master that your servant not the master then I will bless you and God shows you how to do that many records in the scriptures Jesus Christ spoke a lot about money read Luke 16 it's about the heart it's about the heart God wants your heart he doesn't want your heart chasing after money now we all desire it if we haven't got it and then when we get it we waste it because it's like well I haven't had this so I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that no God wants you to enjoy the things that he gives you to put it to use so it's uh, profitable for you and that you multiply that seed like a good steward multiply the seed like the guys with the talents one was given ten and the other one was given five and the other one was given one the one that had the little the only one he went and buried it he didn't get a return on it and he wasn't called faithful the others got a return on the five coins that were given to him and the other one that had ten made ten more so God's a God of multiplication, not subtraction, not deduction. But he's a God of increase. So that's the era of finances I just want to speak about. That God says, here's supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ, by Christ Jesus. He says here, multiply your seed so. He says he's your sufficiency in all things. It says in Psalms that God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Well, we're sons and daughters in service with servants, with doers, with givers, we serve in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he delights in your prosperity. David said, send prosperity quickly now. So your words, talk good about money. Don't talk about your lack, you'll just reap more. But talk about your success, even if you haven't got it. God says in Romans 4, he calls those things which are not as though they were. We can call it. You know, like you call a dog, a dog will come to you. You call a cat, a cat will come to you. What you're calling, what you're saying out of your mouth, you're calling to you. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Your words are seed. What seed are you planting? What a man sows, that shall he also reap. God is not mocked. So the point is, the wisdom of God is there for you. And if you want to really move with God, and if you want to connect, then like I say to people that come to me, if you really want to connect, are you willing to do what we're encouraging? That what God gives to give to you, are you really ready to receive and do those things? If you do these things, your life will change and you're going to be blessed. It's not because I'm anything, because I'm not. But it's because God is everything and he's given this wonderful wisdom. Now concerning outreach, concerning those that are sat in darkness in the shadow of death, you know, we pray to the Lord of the harvest. Jesus Christ encouraged his disciples, the fields are white unto harvest, but the labourers are few. So pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he will throw out this word, throw is at below, which means to force, to throw them out, throw these labourers out, 
a labourer type of person is someone that is ready to go there there receive your words gladly and Paul when he went to uh, when he was sharing in Acts 17 11 I actually got the scripture I want to read it to you because it's very interesting to see I was taught the scripture in a totally different way before but God kind of showed me something very simple it says in Acts uh, 17 11 it says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica so these guys that Paul was speaking to were noble men they had the scriptures they had access to them and it says, in that they received the words with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So you can teach that to search the scriptures. But these guys were already people that knew the scriptures. And Paul was obviously speaking by the Spirit to them concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and what he'd done, that he was the Messiah, that he must have gone through all the things he went through. And so they, re they received that. And they, with readiness of mind, but they searched the scriptures. They went to see, let's see if what Paul was saying there was right. Is it in the scriptures? Now in Thessalonica, when Paul went there, there was Paul, Timothy and Silas. They went to this wonderful area. And the believers there, they received the words from Paul, Timothy, Timothy and Silas as the words from God. So what Paul spoke, what Timothy spoke, what Silas spoke, they were being energized by the Spirit of God, just like Peter on the day of Pentecost that uh, Danny had mentioned. And they received these words from these guys <laughs> like it was the Word of God. It is the Word from God. And we've got to remember this phrase, the Word of God, we say, I went to the Word of God this morning, is not correct. Like, the, the, it's the graphe. The Word of God or the Scripture is the graphe. The Word of God is what comes from God. You know, Jesus Christ said, man shall not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's the word of God. The Logos, the Rhema. You know, it's all there in the scriptures to prove the things that we're saying. And, uh, you know, we're not ignorant of the scriptures. You know, I've taken many classes, many years, done many things. But my life has changed and my ministry has changed because I've received the words that were given to me. And I decided that whatever I was being encouraged by my minister, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to do it with all my heart. God showed me where to connect. God showed me to do exactly what I was encouraged. He put it in my heart. And when I decided that I'm going to do everything I'm encouraged, then everything changed for me. One of the great things that I was encouraged by my minister when I left India in April of 2020 before I left, I said, so what really gets these guys really coming from poverty to prosperity and for seeing signs, miracles and wonders on a consistent basis with new fellowships opening up all the time? What, what, what do you, what's, what's the thing I need to do and what's the thing I need to encourage? Because I'm about God's business. I really want what God's got for me, right? And I want to give that to others. I want to see other people be so successful. I want to be successful. And God is the one that gives us the wisdom and knowledge to be successful if we do it. He said, Lawrence, we simply encourage those new people that get born again. Once they're born again, that they can speak in tongues. We get them to do that right away. Now you speak in tongues. And then we tell them that they can now speak by the Spirit, that God will give them perfect words. And don't forget, there's a lot of people in India and maybe Pakistan too that don't know the Scriptures. But these guys receive these, this encouragement to their heart and then they just trust God to give them the words. And this is where the signs, miracles and wonders actually happen. People being raised from the dead, 
blind eyes being opened, ears being opened. I've been to India, my son's ministered in India. The people are so humble. We haven't been to Pakistan yet, but the people are so humble and so hungry and so needy that Danny ministered to a young boy in the village that was born deaf and dumb. And this young kid, ears were opened and mouth was opened. I think that's right. If I'm wrong, correct me, Danny. And I've seen Sangha in, in an era of Punjab. We was on a roof. We went to a village. And uh, there was this young 20-year-old man mm. on the roof mm. hanging around after the fellowship. And I thought, he's a bit strange. Like, what's, what's he waiting around for? And he was waiting for Sangha. Mm. And this guy, again, was born dumb mm. and deaf. And I've seen with my own eyes Sangha ministers to that young man and his ears open and get his voice back. Because this is the power of God. No, devils are under our feet. And um, so the encouragement that I was given, I encouraged. And the other thing he says, and then the new people, it doesn't matter where they are, we encourage them to honor God with their substance. This brings the people from poverty to prosperity. So in India, I've met many believers when they first got born again, maybe live in the mud huts or live on the streets, now building their, buying their own land and building their own houses because this is what God wants he wants to bless us in every single area of our life and uh, we're, we're not beggars like you know that's not giving glory to God no God doesn't want any of us to beg but he just wants us to do what he shows us to do the simple things and when we're led by God and we do this with all of our heart and we, and we are God directed not ministry directed not organization directed when we do the things that God shows us then the great explosions happen and God says you don't need to go on the street corners and preach unless he tells you to but God says you pray for the leaders God will bring to you the humble ones the ready ones the ones that desire and as you just practice these simple things you will see great things happen you will see great doors open you will see things decently and in order with no confusion because God is not the God of confusion he's the God of peace and we know like it's not organizations we know that after the day of Pentecost they went from house to house there was many home fellowships not the big church the synagogues was where everyone went before this but then from the day of Pentecost it went from home fellowship to home fellowship and I just want to share another thing about this, is that we've got to remember the Apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He knew the scriptures inside and out. But he wasn't moving in the right direction, was he? Because he was persecuting the church, giving consent to people to be put to, to prison, to death. But what changed him? He had a day of Pentecost himself on the road to Damascus. And then from that, everything changed. So if anyone was going to really promote, when we look at the scriptures, Jesus Christ didn't go to, I think there was one record, Luke chapter 4, verses 18, where he opened up the scriptures in the temple. He might have done it other places, but it, doesn't, it wasn't recorded. God didn't highlight that. He would refer to scriptures. He would say, have you not read? So he knew, he knew them, but he was led by God. And then Paul, the apostle Paul, you know, like knowing all these scriptures, knowing all the traditions, he didn't move in those traditions no longer, but he was led by God. And then through his obedience to God, after, uh, after a good few years, things started to take off. And then the whole of Asia Minor heard the word of the Lord in two years and three months. 
And these believers, they began in the Spirit. They began being led by God. And if you read the book of Galatians, which is a good thing to read if God leads you to read it, you'll see that these believers, they began in the Spirit, but they had people come from Jerusalem. The Christian, the Jewish Christians come from Jerusalem and said, oh, you, you need to follow the law of Moses and you need to still do this. And then Paul found out about this and he said, who bewitched you that you shouldn't obey the truth? Whoever's preaching another gospel, let him be accursed. So there was people trying to get these people to follow to follow tradition and to keep the tradition, and there was God breaking the tradition because that's where the power of God's released. <laughs> so my encouragement you to, you to you guys is really like connect where God's showing you. Really do that with all of your heart, and you know whether you have a fellowship or not, you still should be fruitful. You still should be able to minister and bring people from darkness to light and be a blessing. And to be a blessing in a fellowship that you're going to. To spread yourself and lead and as you're being led by God. Not staying in one area unless God's shown you to stay in that one area. But there should be some great fruit. God wants you blessed individually first and foremost. But he wants you to be a blessing. And he wants you to be great encouragers. And he wants you to open your mouth and be willing to speak when he sends you. It's all about your desire. Some people are happy not doing that. They're born again, they're happy, they've got their cosy little life, and they're happy with that. Okay, okay, for me, I'm thinking, well, you know, our life is not our own. We've been brought with a price, and I want to do the work of God because I know what God's done for me. I know that God can really help a lot of people come from their difficult situation. There's still people stuck in their different situ uh, difficult situations whereby we haven't probably opened our mouth where we may have let fear come in, but God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So I would strongly encourage today to continue in those basic things that I've encouraged for the last three years, and I will continue to encourage it as God opens my mouth to speak and puts it in my heart to speak it, to do those basic things. And those basic things was speak in tongues, speak by the Spirit, honour God, connect where God wants you to connect, pray for the laborers. If you want to see the great things happen, and God will put more desires in your heart, like my desire is to go and encourage. And so God opened up this wonderful door with Fred, and he will provide everything. When God calls you, he provides for you. If God's got work for you, he will provide the resources. And so we don't ask anyone for anything, but what we do do is we encourage people to honor God, that's a very important thing. That's your foundation, really, right there, if you want to see everything else happen. We don't have to ask anyone for anything, because God will always provide. He provides the flights, he provides the accommodation, and, you know, and he blesses those people that have put their hand in their pocket to do that, too. And, you know, you know when God is touching and working in someone's heart, when they put their hand in their pocket. And people don't like talking about finances. It's a touchy subject, but God talks about it a lot. And God wants his people not ignorant concerning this area of life. It's very important. In fact, it's connected to your heart, as well as connected to the great outreach of the word, where people can be blessed. So I would encourage you just to keep going to God. Keep to these things. Don't get sidetracked, man. Like the enemy will like to sidetrack you with different things, different pleasures. No, you can still do those things. God wants you to enjoy your life. No, we're going to go on holiday, me and Kim, you know, but... I'm still there, I'm still available. 
I still have my faithful phone. Paul didn't have that in his day. He had to send donkey and messengers. <laughs> but now we've got WhatsApps, we've got Facebook, we've got Skype, we've got Zoom. So we use this technology to our advantage. I don't use it to my disadvantage. I use it to my advantage so people can stay connected and I can stay connected. And I know when I'm on holiday, I'll let you know now, you can call any time you want because that's what I love to do. Uh, it'd be in another country and it'd be an hour ahead, but it doesn't matter. We still do the Zoom fellowship. So it's like nothing stopping, like the work of God continues. That's my life and that's Kim's life. We love to serve. We've been served. We've been encouraged and we've been blessed and we want to give back what God, we can't never outgive God, none of us. And none of us is better than anyone. Doesn't matter your standing in this world, it's our standing before God. And we're always sons and daughters, and He loves you, He's with you. Raise your expectation. And again, God's put it in my heart, again, I'll say it again. He wants us to think big, speak big, and ask big. You know, confess big, think big, speak big, ask big, say what He says. Because his word is quick, powerful and sharp and it will come to pass. Or you can speak the world's language or traditional language and not see much happen. But God wants to fast track everyone on it. Listen, time is of the essence. It really is. We're to redeem the times because the days are evil. It says not that we focus on the evil because we don't. Because when you're moving with God, you're not touched by the force of this world. See, because God is there with you. And things can go smoothly. It did for Job and his family until Job let the wrong words come out of his mouth and his wrong thinking. God was blessed and they was having a great time. That's what God wants you to have. And you can still have that and do his work. But God first for me. And I encourage you to really think about what you're doing if you're not seeing what you, you know, if the things are not really gelling for you. It just means you need to change something up and you just go to God. Father, show me what it is. And then just do what he puts in your heart. So my job is to connect you to go to God. That's my encouragement. And I encourage you to do the same, to do those practices. There's great practice. The book of Acts is praxis. These guys practice the things God was giving them to do. The people that receive the words gladly on the day of Pentecost, they continue steadfastly, faithfully, with one accord, you know, they were together and God was able to add to the church, like he's doing on this Zoom fellowship, like he's doing on this Leaders Meeting. This Leaders Meeting started off with about five or six, wasn't it? And it's just grown, you know, it's just grown over time. The Zoom fellowship's grown, now the people connecting has grown, because God's doing his work how he wants to do it. We just stay, here I am, Lord, send me. So that's what I wanted to share. God bless your hearts.